ready? Are you ready to rock? Oh. <laughs> I'm going home. Are you doing this by yourself? <laughs> Hello and welcome to the When Wrestlers Act podcast. I'm John Cronshaw and I'm joined today by Colin Cox. Hello, Colin. Hello, John. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. We've just watched Flintstones, the Stone Age Smackdown. <laughs> And it features WWE superstars. Can you list them off, Colin? Who well, who was in it? There is a plethora of um, current WWE. WWE talent. Yes, current WWE talent like um, Daniel Bryan mm. and um, CM Punk Rock. CM Punk Rock, yeah. Yeah, Daniel Bry Rock. Was that what it was called? I think so. All right, that wasn't very good. Yeah. Well, there's also John Cena Stone. John Cena Stone, yeah. Nikki and Brie Boulder. Yeah. Marble Henry. Marble Henry. Mr. McMagma. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> and um Ray Mysterioch. Ray Mysterioch. And The Undertaker. The Undertaker. Yep. Well he is Stone Age. Is he? Pretty I much. Thought, I thought he was just a dead man, so same thing. This was interesting. I think this is, <laughs> is this, this is the first uh when wrestlers voice act. Yes. Um, Hello and welcome to the When Wrestlers Voice Act <laughs> podcast with me, Joe Crutchlow. Up to the first episode. Yeah. How are you, Joe? <laughs> I'm all right. The episode opens and Fred Flintstone. It's a bit weird. It's it's like it's like Fred Flintstone. It looks like him, but the voice is a bit different. It's wrong. Yeah. His voice is different. Everyone's voice is different. Even the wrestlers' voices sound a bit weird. <laughs> I think it must just be some kind of filter that they put on all the voices, just so everyone sounds a bit weird and you go, oh, well, it must be the same Fred Flintstone from the from the 60s because everyone's voice sounds weird. So that's that's my theory. Mm. But his voice sounds even weirder because it's echoey because he's having a dream and talking to himself. And he's talking to himself about going on holiday and asking his boss for his paycheck early. What? Yeah. So he's he's gonna ask for that, and then they're gonna go to where? Where's the Stone Age uh, holiday hotspot? Blackpool. No. Come on. Rockapoco. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah. So we we get Fred traveling to work. He gets stuck in traffic. He moves across the lane. Oh, that bit was brilliant because I've always found that when you move lane, then the one that you used to be in starts moving quicker, and then you move back into it, and the one that you used to be in starts moving quicker, yeah. and then you move again, and the one that you used to be in starts moving quicker. Yeah. Have you ever noticed stuff? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's because you've made room, probably. Ah. I don't know. That's my theory. Okay. And then he... Um, you can't drive, though. He gets frustrated, doesn't he? He does. And and headbutts a animal. What was it? Like a bird? Something Pterodactyl like or something? And it went, nah. Um, and then it had a classic Flintstones eye and said something like, it's a living. Yeah. So, I mean, the world of the Flintstones, I've, I've got to kind of get this, get this off my chest, really. You've got cavemen who essentially enslave animals yep. to do... Kind of mundane tasks. It's not inventive. Sorry. I think it's meant to be inventive and cute, but to me, like a, a lot of these things seem really cruel. I mean, just having having a, an animal 
strapped to your car so you can headbutt it. <laughs> so it makes a noise. You're basically hurting an animal because you just like the noise when it goes. When it's not when so it, much it in pain. It. It's more distress. Whatever. You're distressing the animal. And that, that's worse because most animals aren't as sentient as human beings, but then you're scaring them and they're just going to have a life of worry and angst. And it's not on, it's animal cruelty and it's historically inaccurate. You can't pick up the Flintstones for historical inaccuracies, let's be honest now. I mean, the crossover between dinosaurs and humans. I mean, for God's sake, the world's 6,000 years old. <laughs> not even possible to have dinosaurs. That's to our American friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. OK. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to... To be honest, I realise that we really need to start appealing to this kind of... You know that, like, hardcore Christian, la-la-la, we ignore the world and the evidence around us kind of lot? And it's, believe... on, it's on my theory, John. Yeah. <laughs> OK, OK. Right. Look at what a theory is. That's that's all I'm going to say. Look at what it means. Is that your philosophy degree kicking in? Yes. <laughs> um, what is a theory? What is a theory? So it cuts to Fred Flintstone's work, and it's Mr Slate. You know Mr Slate? Yes. Yeah, he's the boss, isn't he? Yes. No, he, I'd say he's more of the foreman. OK, OK. And who does he introduce? For some reason, John Cena Stone. John Cena Stone. Yes. I like to think it's a double-barrelled name, and he's, he's had a, uh, you know, a marriage. He's married to former Nottingham Forest footballer Steve Stone. Yes. <laughs> See, it's progressive. It might be historically inaccurate, but my God, it's progressive. Do you know what I mean? They're accepting the gay marriage thing. <laughs> He's fine, you know, good for them. Mr Stone is saying how much he detests um, laziness, but the thing he can't stand most of all is lateness. And Fred is um, just sort of diving into his um, into his JCB dinosaur. So he can move rocks from one place to another. Yeah, it's, ba- it's basically a harnessed-up uh, brontosaurus, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. For some reason, that brontosaurus a, a has got... Diglodopus. A, a, yeah, a digalo, digalodopus. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, for some reason, <laughs> the um, that brontosaurus needs to headbutt some rocks and has a very cruel existence for such a powerful animal. Yeah, such a majestic a, animal. Yeah, such a magnificent beast. To have this fat, lazy, irritating sack of dinosaur poo sat on top of him, pulling a string so that it can go and hit a wall, and that's no life. And Fred's kind of—is he dreaming? Is he asleep in at the wheel of his bron- bron- brontosaurus? No, he's just all cack-handed. He's dig- diglodopus. <laughs> diglodop- I can't even fucking say it. I can't even know. His diglodopus. <laughs> no, he just goes a bit cack-handed and then yeah. um, injures Mr Stone. And then um, John Cena Stone comes along and saves the day. I might have to write to the Flintstones. <laughs> I might have to write to them and suggest that they're, they're fuck. That'll mean that they'll make another fucking one of these. can't be doing with that. Well, Colin, we've still got the Scooby-Doo WrestleMania mysteries to watch, so... Yeah, yeah, you've got Dean for that. No, 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 no. I'm insisting. To be honest, I'm I'm actually tempted. You know, my son's approaching three now. Oh, so you can't get him to I'm going to get him to do the podcast. And he's like, <laughs> you know, a bit more articulate and can pay attention for 40 minutes to talk about a, a story arc. You know? <laughs> yeah. So 
Where are we at? Yeah, John John Cena Storm saves the day. And while the going's good, Fred decides to ask for his paycheck early, which he gets. And then Mr. Stone... Mr. Slade. Sorry, Mr. S- what, why are they calling him Mr. Stone? Because it's Stone. No, I said, okay, Mr. Slade. You're thinking of the stone guy off of the Nottingham Forest, whatever he was called. Yeah, anyway, Mr. <laughs> Slade gives him his cheque and then um, smashes it. Yeah. So I wonder if that counts as void in the cheque or if he's docking his pay. How's it work with Stone AG Economics? I don't know. I don't know. As it's a cheque... Mm. I mean, a check. You surely just think, here's your pay. Actually, I'm going to keep it for a while. Yeah, yeah. So it was unclear. They didn't show you what the um, what the economic system was. Was was that him taking the money? Was it him just saying, I'm not going to pay you now? As someone who... Um, was the check just a symbolic representation? As someone who works in um, the world of employment relations, I... Don't like this. I think that Mr. Slate is misleading, and I think that if that if he's docking his wages, he needs to double check the contracts because I'm sure he can't do that. Again, you you're questioning the history and and legal system of a fictional Stone Age <laughs> setting. So, yeah, let's move on. Sexy Wilma. In her bikini. Yeah. I liked that bit. So, Wilma Flintstone, that's her name. She's quite pleased when Fred comes home and she's assuming that, yes, here they've got the pay in advance so they can go to Rocapolco and she's bought a sexy bikini and she models it. And And, uh, she is an attractive (laughs) milf. (laughs) Yeah, she's a sexy cartoon lady. She's, She's no Mrs Incredible. What is it? So, Fred... Basically, the implication is that he gets an erection. There's boing noises, and he kind of his eyes pop out his head, and then there's lots of noises like go ha ha But then it ends up that that honking is a car outside. Yes, and it's well, Barney arrived. Well, yeah, I mean, he's probably annoyed at Barney because he was probably about to do it to Wilma. Yes, he's going to make love at her. Yeah, he's going to totally intercourse her. Mm. Yeah. I think out of all the voices in this, Barney was the least like a Flintstones voice. He sounded nothing like Barney. The thing is, whilst I've um, not seen the films, I've seen bits of the films, and in the first one, Barney was played by the Rick Moranis. This guy sounded more like Rick Moranis than (laughs) Rick Moranis did. He was... Wrong. Yeah. Everything about this was wrong. I don't... Yeah. It was rubbish. <laughs> that's, that's all you got to say. So it sounded like Rick Moranis with a bunged up nose. Yeah, maybe it was him. With it, I didn't check the credits, but it wasn't. Yeah, Barney turns up with what's his missus called Betty. Betty. Yeah, the Barney and Betty Rum Rubble. Yeah. Yes, and they're going to the carnival. Which, if you thought the enslavement of animals was bad before, this carnival was just... It takes it to a whole other level. Peter should be all over this. This is animal cruelty at its worst. Everything about it. There were games where you got to throw shelled animals into the mouths of other animals. But these these animals were going into their shells, presumably because they're scared. Yeah. And then, suddenly... 
people were picking them up and throwing them into the mouths of big dinosaurs. And there was kind of whack-a-mole things where they were just hitting animals over the head. Yeah, but one of those was Sensebon decided to stay down there. The game is to hit the animal. How cruel. It's it's not it's not good, is it? Yeah. I'm surprised that they didn't have the old splat the rat as well. So they've got um <laughs> at this at this carnival they've also got uh what are they called? The Boulder twins. The Boulder twins. Mickey and Bree basically um whoring themselves out for charity. Yeah. Um, is that is that a fair way to put it? You can go up, pay the money and they will perform a kiss. Yes. And um, someone decides to give them lots of money. But instead of um, asking for a hand job or something, he asks for lots of kisses. So he'll probably take those and then go and have a wank afterwards. Yeah. And for some reason, the kisses caused his head to twist around a number of times. Yeah, that that didn't look healthy. No, I, didn't, I didn't understand what was going on there. Because it, no. it, I mean, I imagine if they kissed elsewhere, it could could create interesting scenarios, but I just wouldn't want to end up in hospital. No, no. That's the gimmick. And the neck just isn't supposed to go that way. Next we... I don't understand how this came about. So Fred decides he needs to make some money for his holiday because he didn't get the paycheck. That's right, isn't it? Yeah. What what happens here is um, they're all raising money for charity and Barney has um, decided to put his um, pet um, Kangasaurus or whatever it is. Hopperoo? Hopperoo. Hopposaurus? Something Who like knows? that. Um, in the ring, like one of the old-fashioned boxing kangaroos mm. that they used to have. So that was Barney's... That was Barney's It was pet. Barney's, okay. ah, right. Barney's okay. pet. Okay, right. So in it makes ring. a bit more sense now, because I was thinking, why is Fred doing anything with this wrestling ring? Yeah. Well, boxing ring, whatever. So, um, at this point, this Roo is just, um, is it Bobby Roo? (laughs) (laughs) Too soon. (laughs) Too soon. When am I going to get to do that joke again? (laughs) So, Bobby Roo was um, beating everybody up, successfully. (laughs) And then suddenly he found himself in Global Force Wrestling. (laughs) But I digress. This um, kangaroo was Hopper Roo was defeating everybody, and then um, CM Punk Rock and um, Marble Henry came along (laughs) and decided to pick a fight. I love those names. Yes. Um, CM Punk Rock, at this point, realises that he, being the complete heel that he is, and the complete heel that he will be on the day that he returns to WWE... Mm. Which will happen because he'll need the money at one point. <laughs> is intimidating this poor little hopperoo, and then he's, you know, putting it in a headlock and giving it a noogie. Mm. Is that what they're called? I don't know. One of those things where you. Oh go, yeah, yeah. Uh, don't fucking do it to me. Well, ask Candle. I don't know the name of it. Well, you don't have to do it. They, the, the listeners, won't be able to see what you just did. You. Oh. oh well, I'll do it again and describe it as I do it. I don't. <laughs> what you'll get that. No, so you, you've actually missed a bit here. There was, a, there was a line I really liked. So when CM Punk and Mark Henry were in the queue and they they introduced themselves, mm-hmm. he says, I'm CM Punk Rock, and this is uh, Marble Henry. And he says, oh, why don't you just call me Henry? And he said, I like the formality of full names. I thought that was good. 
Yes, it was. Um, it was okay. Yeah, it was. It was great. It was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but after after getting in this fight with the with the Rue, he decides that it's time to you know get into the fight. And but Bang is heading off because he's making his animal look like a chump, and he's visibly visibly upset. The animal, you know, is is sort of cowering a little. And CM Punk being all straight edge and everything. Um, it's just for some reason he should be being nicer to this animal. Yeah, and he gets a megaphone out. He gets a megaphone starts out. Starts cutting a promo. In his face. Yeah. So. I, I like it when he says, uh, I'm the best in the prehistoric world. And that's because of my straight edge lifestyle. <laughs> that bit was good. <laughs> I love, I love the idea of, you know, <laughs> talking about straight edge on the Flintstones. Do you, reckon, do you reckon he's doing the paleo diet? Don't know what that means. It's, it is a thing. Is it? Yeah, it's where you eat all um, non-processed foods and meat and raw veg and stuff. Ronda Rousey does it, apparently. You have to, like, catch the animals yourself. And... No. No? No, you just go down the butchers. And it... What, do they not process it with... Tools. Well, I think when I say non-processed... Ah, they don't know what they're talking about. They don't know. It's the paleo diet. Anyway, um, long story short, um, Barney, through a series of um, bravery and um, slapstick, defeats CM Punk, makes him look a bit silly. He lands in um, Mr McMagma's um, fish store. Yeah. And gets the squid stuck to his head. Yeah. And this Marble Henry comes to try and help him and then gets um, stung by the squid. Yeah. Isn't there some joke here about raw? Isn't isn't that in there? Something about raw fish. Yeah. It's not very good. No, it's not very good. Um, But Mr. McMahon's being Mr. McMagma. I like how in the credits he was billed as Mr. McMahon as well. (laughs) (laughs) So at this point, Mr. McMagma says to Fred, you should do this for a living, or words to that effect. So Fred, being Fred, being the horrible fat bully that he is, decides to take advantage of all his friends. Well, bangy. Yeah. And um, goes forth to put on this wrestling show. Is this the point where he just punches Barney in the face for no reason? No, no, that comes oh, later. Okay, okay. But... <laughs> it does happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I mean this is this is where it gets a bit like knowing, I suppose you'd call it, like the Fred starts talking about, you know, it's entertainment, it's a show and all this. It's, yeah. Yeah. So he's gonna keep putting on these shows. So he he enlists um John Cena Stone. Yep. Who gets Ray What's his name? Ray, is it Ray Mysterio or something? Ray uh, Mysterio. Don't know. Let's just say Ray Mysterio. Yeah. Okay. And um, he enlists his help, and also the help of um, the Undertaker. Yeah. There is there is a, a weird bit here where Fred Flintstone goes up to John Cena to recruit him, and he's saying, "Oh, you know, wouldn't wouldn't you like to get away from breaking rocks?" John, John Cena says, yeah, no one wants to break rocks for life. And then there's a pause and a silence. Fred just stares into like the middle distance 
like some marine who's seen more than he wishes he had. And then sad violin music plays for a few seconds. Very odd. Mm. Very odd. There's obviously something going on there. Yes. Fred full of regret, maybe, over his wasted life. Well, have you seen him, the fat fuck? Yeah, well then, as as you say, you, you know, have you seen his missus? Just like... Okay, he must be hung like a tank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then John Cena says, maybe I could get into music. Yeah. You laughed at that bit. Yeah, I did. I thought, as I say, I thought it was just odd. <laughs> and, um, yeah. and for some reason, Rey Mysterio, the masked Rey Mysterio, works in the admin office of the quarry. Yes. And he's there doing photocopying. And he's leaning over the photocopier and loads of sheets of paper go out and he goes, Boyaka, 619. I think he, the joke is that he's pressed 619 in a photocopier and 619 sheets of A4 paper are going to go flying everywhere. I wondered what that, why that was supposed to be funny. I think that was the joke. I think he'd done far too many copies than he'd needed. Yeah. Um, photocopy for, for some reason, he gave the photocopy machine a splash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? At least we didn't see a 619. Well, have you tried drawing one of those? <laughs> <laughs> so, the wrestling, sorry, the entertainment venture is the FFE, which stands for Fred Flintstone Entertainment. Yes. That was clever. I like that he uses the words, so it's not dangerous, it's entertainment. So John Cena's handed out flyers for yeah. the FFE. Yes. And he... Bumps into Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryrock. Is that what it's called? I think so. Yeah. Okay. And um, he goes, do you want to come to the rest of the show? He says, no. Are you sure? No, I don't want to go to the rest of the show. And he does that thing like, you know, the Bugs Bunny trick of... Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. No. Yes. No. Yes, I'm coming. Yeah. That thing. The reversal. And then after he agrees, he walks away and goes, yes, yes, yes. Poor Daniel Bryan. It was a re- it was really awkward, that scene, I thought. Yeah. My dog's snoring in the background. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that's picking up. I hope it is. <laughs> <laughs> after this awkwardness, CM Punk arrives with um, Mark Boulder. They've got ice cream. Marble Henry. What did I say? Mark Boulder. <laughs> Who cares? Let's just call everyone Rock. Who cares? Why didn't they have the Rock in That this? would have been brilliant, yeah. Especially if they called him the Boulder. <laughs> yeah. This stuff writes itself. I know, I know. Unfortunately, they did a bad job of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so at this bit, Mark Henry... <laughs> Marble Henry... So at this point, CM Punk and Marvel Henry threaten Barney. They've got ice creams. And they've got a grudge against Barney. Yeah. Undertaker goes over, says your ice cream's melting in a very sinister voice with uh, organ music playing over it. Your ice cream is melting. Pretty much. Pretty much. So He's a vampire, isn't he? I think so. (laughs) He's a dead man. I think that's the gimmick. Okay. 
Yeah, there was one bit here that I did actually like when um, Marble Henry and CM Punk were walking along and CM Punk was saying, is this one mine or have you licked it? So Marble Henry gives it a big lick and saying, nope, I've never licked that one. It's this this one's mine, that one's yours. Yeah. And CM Punk looks di- very differently grumbled at this point. I liked that bit. It's, and that's how low this has been for me. <laughs> So it cuts to the Flintstones' house and Wilma is cooking a big fish. Mm. And she's worried about um, Fred being basically getting involved in a, another harebrained scheme where he loses all his money on poker because he thinks he can double his uh, holiday money. And he says, no, no, I'm not involved in some harebrained scheme involving poker. And then he goes off to do his wrestling show. So he didn't lie. He didn't lie. Yeah. There's a nice little conversation between him and Barney in the car where Fred's going, let's go and uh, get this scheme sorted. And Barney goes, don't you mean event? He says, yes, I mean event. Good? Mm. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, just checking. It's it's when you don't respond. It's when you don't laugh uproariously at the jokes that were in this. There's... Usually a reason. I think dead air is funnier than what happened in this. I don't, I don't know. I just think this um, this whole being being down on its stick isn't going to fly anymore. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Being being a negative Nancy about about these things that you, we watch. What about that episode of Bottom? All right, all right. You were and the running man. Okay. And Those two things. And um, married with children. Okay. All right. So don't use. You know, examples and evidence to and honey, I shrunk the to tits. show show where I'm wrong. <laughs> I just think you know, recently we've we've had a spate of, you know, you had a whinge about weird science. So did you? Yeah, you, you did say it's the worst thing that you've ever watched. Yes, and you've been to Nam. <laughs> <laughs> no, I said Nan Twitch. Oh, yeah. yeah, you obviously missed missed it. If you've been to Nam Twitch, yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, yeah. So, where would you rather go, Vietnam or Nantwich? Well, Vietnam's a very popular tourist destination these days, so I'd rather go there. Yeah? Mm. What about Market Drayton? I've been there. (laughs) At that point, I remember because I I used to have dyed red hair and some kid came up to me and said, "Ah, Who dyed and your hair? What? Yeah, that's what he said. (laughs) Who dyed and your hair? Yeah. That's great. That was... (laughs) <laughs> that's that's my memory of my kid Drayton. <laughs> you who died and your hair. Um, seeing him just sort of trail off and his mates laughing at him. <laughs> yeah, so isn't there like a massive Muller factory there? Is that is that, that place? Yes, that's the one. You gotta go. You you <laughs> you got to go. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Sure. You, you, no. I'll be here all week. You've got to go. You've got to, yeah. yeah. You, yogurt go. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pun on yogurt, for God's sake. Okay. All right. Moving on. Moving to the event. Swiftly on. We're at the wrestling show, the main event of the evening. Oh, so we hoped. Yeah, the ring set up. They've got all the pyro and ballyhoo. And um, there's, they introduce the first match, and it's Rey Mysterio Rock. Versus John Cena Rock. 
they declare that they're friends and they don't want to fight each other. So but, Fred says, oh, just throw, you, throw each other around a little. Yeah, so um, John Cena does a, basically a Zangief ultra move, really. A, yeah. a, a, an awesome spinning pole driver that goes about 20 foot into they the air. They both um, flex their pecs as well. And, you know, they had steroids back then. Yeah, in 2015. In 2015. <laughs> Allegedly. Yeah, just put that in there. Be fine. Say what you want as long as you got allegedly after it. Yeah. Um, is that your journalism degree coming yeah, out right yeah, there? Yeah. Media law, have that. <laughs> yeah. So it's basically, it's basically. You can also use the words a court, a heard court today. Heard. <laughs> Yeah. A jury heard. Yeah. I mean, who, who cares if the guy gets found innocent? Well, nobody gets found innocent. Yeah. Not guilty. Different. Yeah. Anyway. Then there's um, Barney. Versus The Undertaker for some reason. This is when you start to really hate Fred. This is the point where um, they're dropping the sports entertainment stuff. Hmm. So he actually talks about it. Oh, no, nobody gets hurt. It's sports entertainment. Yeah. Which, doesn't that just kill the gimmick of wrestling, especially when people do get hurt? Well, I mean, it's aimed at little people, so... So what it's saying is, is... Do these moves at home, it'll be fine because it's sports entertainment and nobody really gets hurt. <laughs> mm. That's that's the message I got from this. Yes. I'm going to give you such a spinning pile drive over here. <laughs> <laughs> the, the thing is, is like, I don't know, it's, it's that thing, I can't remember who said it, I think Lance Storm, probably. You know, wrestlers used to pretend to hurt people and didn't get hurt. And now... They are hurting people, but pretending it doesn't hurt. Yeah, we've got the main event then of this show. And it's um, Barney versus The Undertaker. Do you know what? This was still better than um, The Undertaker's match against Brock at <laughs> WrestleMania. It really was. <laughs> so Barney, Barney runs around the ring, running away from The Undertaker. He's scared. The Undertaker moving faster than he's ever moved in his <laughs> entire career. Fred, I think, gets a bit annoyed with this and wants them to... At least throw each other around a bit. So they drop the cage. Mm. Steel cage goes over the ring. Barney jumps up. Does he jump up or does he get flung up and I think holds he gets on? flung up and catches and then does a few... Um, used to be a gymnast. What's it called when you go over the top a few times? I used to be a gymnast. I think they used to do gymnastics at school. Like in PE. I never, oh. I never like... Could do, could do a few forward rolls and a... Handstand. That's more than I could ever do. Compared to me, you're um, <laughs> Beth Tweddle. Don't name drop gymnast. I've no idea who you're on about. British Olympic silver medalist. <sighs> right. Anyway. Did I tell you? Ah, oh, I didn't tell you this. I had to write a, a leader this week about rugby league. <laughs> uh, what do I know about rugby league, Colin? You did a football story once. Did I? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The Molly Observer, I think yeah, it was. Yeah. So I did. I did a. Um, in fact, this was for the Morley Observer. <laughs> so this is one of them ones that goes into quite a few papers. Little leader about the importance of rugby league. I quite liked your football story those years ago. It was. It had every cliche. <laughs> I think he used them um, in the box and did uh, I? back of the net. Yeah, good. And top corner. Did I? Yeah. I think that's a bit too much. <laughs> Might have used the line. He was probably offside at some point. <laughs> Yeah, there was a guy. They were, yeah, he was going for the soccer ball world heavyweight championship. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about real sports. That's the that's the thing. Yeah. Anyway, digressing. 
tangents. It happens. It happens when we watch uh, crap stuff, doesn't it? It like? does. So yeah, so they, they have a wrestle that Barney's on the top of the cage and he's hanging off by his hands, and um, Fred climbs the cage and tries to basically kick. What is it? He kicks Barney's fingers so he goes back into the cage. Yeah, lands on the Undertaker, pins him. One, two, nearly three. Undertaker kicks out. Oh! And then Undertaker well, basically just rolls him over and pins him, and then that's the match. Yes. I mean, what um, Barney should have done is given the Undertaker his finisher several times, and then the Undertaker could kick out at two because finishers mean nothing these and, days. Yeah. And then you get after the second uh, second near fall, get the this is awesome chance. Like we are Pavlov. <laughs> no, it's not Pavlov who chants that. Just, oh, yeah. Pav- Pavlov's wrestling fans. <laughs> it's the um, age-old psychological experiment. Look it up. Look it up, people. It involves dogs. It involves and dogs. cruelty to dogs. Well, that's not really cruelty. They get what? fed. No, that's, that's it's, mainly, it's mainly just a trick. Actually, yeah, they they do get fed. Yeah. I'm thinking. I'm thinking of um, when it's recreated in the prisoner when they dehydrate some guy. Right. Uh, this bit. This is this is a bit weird because. This match is coming to an end. The um, they've made a lot of clams. That's the money. Yeah, they've made a lot of money, and the wives turn up, and they're pissed off with their the entrepreneurial spirit of their husbands. You know what I mean? They've set up an event. They've organised it. They've sold In tickets. Secret, they've done this as well. Yeah, I mean, I think they've done very well here. Yeah, as I say, I just think this is this is like a real kind of entrepreneurial spirit. And the wives are just like, eh. And you, I, I didn't understand the wife's motivation, is my being good with this. And Fred points out, well, it's not a poker game. So. He, he didn't lie. He never did lie. But then there it wasn't, is... It wasn't a harebrained scheme because it made money and, you know, it was a successful scheme. And then they're easily swayed when they see how much money they made. So materialistic, just shallow... Shallow people. I think Fred must have been loaded at some point. That's how he got a, a hot babe like Wilma. <laughs> the trophy. The trophy. Yeah. And then knocks her up and then fell on um, fell on hard times and ended up driving a JCB dinosaur. It's like you know you know, you never you never see a um Mind you, plant drivers are well paid, so Yeah. It's like you never see a hot model type with a with an old bloke who's uh just you know doesn't have much money. You just assume that they're loaded. They have to be. We've got the money made. Enough, the event's done. Enough for a holiday for both families. Yeah, they've got everything they need. You know, everything's resolved. The story arc's complete. Everything resolved itself. It's the end of the episode. Yes. Yay. And there's got to be 20 minutes of them having a great time in Rockapolco now. That is going to be how they bring the episode to an end. Why Why was there another 20 minutes after this? This was half hour and it, it went full circle. It was fine. Everything was achieved that needed to be achieved. Why did this carry on? This was terrible storytelling. The story ended there. That was the end of the story. Hmm. Well, why, they, they still have the storyline of... Um... CM Punk Marble and um, Rock Henry and Barney. Yeah, but they should have they should have had that in. They should, it should have been Barney and CM Punk, not Barney versus Undertaker. 
Just saying. Just saying. We could. No, have... you're absolutely right. Yeah, I, I mean, completely if I, agree if with I you. Was, if I was writing this, that'd be where. Well, to be honest, I, I, I wouldn't have made a lot of those choices. But uh, yeah. So we cut to Fred dreaming of riches. Yeah, and getting greedy. Yeah, and um, is it? Yeah, he's, he's back on his. Um, what is it? A dig- his JCB. His Digladopus. His Digladopus. <laughs> and, um, yeah, he his foreman basically kicks him out and he goes, well, I'm going to quit anyway. I've got something much better. And so he goes shopping and buys some obnoxious rich dude clothes. Yes, so including buy- a pinky ring. Yeah, he buys himself a diamond blingy ring for his finger. A buy- weird... Suit, yeah. And for some reason, some sunglasses. Yep. Yeah, he bumps into Mark Henry and CM Punk who are walking down the street, and this is the point when you really start to hate Fred. <laughs> and he says, "Ah, oh, do you want to be in a wrestling show with me, or whatever?" He said, "A sports entertainment event." Oh, you know what? It really, what I found really tedious about this was it was all in the the WWE's kind of weird language do you know what I mean so they the wouldn't say wrestlers they said superstars <laughs> right I don't like the, the word superstars grates on me a bit but at least when it's someone on the telly and you know they're meant to be being watched by millions of people okay superstars it's fine within the context of this story one of them's his foreman's nephew do you know what I mean? It's just a bloke. CM Punk is just a bloke who was at the carnival. Rey Mysterio is just a bloody photocopying admin guy. And then The Undertaker is um, an undertaker. I thought he was a Grim Reaper. He was. Is he, that a job? He, well, if you've read me Terry Pratchett, it is. <laughs> so, um, I've seen Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Does that count? Yes. Okay. Yes, it does. Um, it's more of a vocation, more of a calling. So, yeah, so The Undertaker is either an, an Undertaker or the Grim Reaper. He was stood in a graveyard with a scythe. He might have he might have just been looking after the grounds. With a scythe? A scythe is a gardening tool. Yeah, for doing big swathes of corn. Well, you know, he might have just been neatly trimming the dra- grass around <laughs> the um, <laughs> gravestones. I find that absurd. <sighs> <laughs> I, f- I find an element of The Undertaker's character absurd. <laughs> so how do you feel about all the animal cruelty and historical yeah, inaccuracies? Uh, no, it's, it's, it's the side that bothers me. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> if you're going to be inconsistent with the real world, at least be consistent within your inconsistency. That's right, so. And that goes for any fiction, damn it. Um, so... <laughs> Yeah, so so Fred asks Mark Henry and so his name is not Mark Henry, it's Mar Marble Henry. Marble Henry <laughs> gets Marble Henry and CM Punk Rock to agree to wrestle that night because he's booked the arena and the TV. That's very uh, short-sighted, but luckily they agree because they're going to get a rematch with Barney. Yeah, which Barney doesn't know about. I mean, how much of a twat is Fred here? Well, Barney. Bang is a bit of a pacifist. He only fights punk because he feels that he has to. Yeah. And at that point, Fred goes and accosts Bangy 
while he's um, doing his evening ablutions and um, says, forget the holding money, we're going to make even more. I booked the arena and the TV, it's going to be live tonight. Oh, and you're fighting CM Punk Rock. And he says, well, I'm not agreeing to this. He'll kick my ass, basically. Yeah. And um, Fred isn't very happy with him. He's sold him down the river. How can you do that to Bang? He's just a little guy. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's just exploiting his friend, and it's, it's not nice. <clears throat> so they... Ha- this is where it cuts to the arena, and CM Punk is basically cutting a promo on Barney, saying he's he's too afraid to fight and won't turn up. And then the Bellas, sorry, the Boulders, yes. the Boulder twins, Nicky and Bree, say, yeah, he, he's not a chicken. No, was it? He's not a turkey, he's a chicken. Or... Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And then they have a bit of a twin-cess moment. That bit was weird. They just giggle and sort of start cuddling and start putting their faces very close to each other. Yeah, it was very suggestive. <laughs> and really creepy. You know, I know I know they're hot, but at the end of the day... They're not, Joe. I don't know. Of, of... Yeah. yeah, but, you know, that was in the absence <laughs> of other... But no, I don't find them attractive at all. I think they're just... They're just blow-up sex dolls. Yeah. But, um... Yeah. Creepy twin-cest stuff. But at that point, they just decide to kick Fred's ass instead. John Cena, Rey Mysterio and The Undertaker basically strike. They say, oh, you shouldn't be mean to your best friend. Mm. And they all walk out. After The Undertaker um, cracks his glasses. Yeah. And in a, um... I suppose it is a bit like Vince McMahon, like like a good promoter. Puts himself into the main event. And so um, Fred has a wrestle with CM Punk, Rock. And they wrestle around. And CM Punk is just beating the crap out of him. And then um, it cuts to Barney and Wilma and Betty watching wrestling on TV. And they're like, oh, look, there's Fred. He's getting beaten up. Oh, dear. Hmm. And then Barney goes, right, I need to go and help my best friend. Oh, um, there's a bit as well with the Bellas when they decide to um, say, this will revive him, and they hold him up and both give him a kiss on each cheek and then let go and he just sort of falls over again. But that gets um, both um, both Wilma and Betty upset. Yeah. don't know why Betty, but... Well, it's because they're floozies. You know, no married woman likes a floozy. Hmm. So they go marching along to kick some bottom. So, yeah, so they, they have a bit of a wrestle and then CM Punk throws Fred into a rope. He bounces back and hits CM Punk, knocks him out. And then Mark Henry... Marble Henry. Sorry, Marble Henry <laughs> jumps in and then he starts beating on Fred. And then... Barney turns up. Is that right? No. Oh, no. And then John Cena and Rey Mysterio come out. Mysterio and Cena stone. Yeah. And um, then John Cena's music starts playing. And uh, Yeah, and they're hitting with the chair and stuff, but there is the old... Yeah. ...going on and John Cena rapping in the background. 
<laughs> rapping in the morning. Don't you, don't you have that album? Don't you love the John Cena rap album? Yeah. Can we keep that awkward silence <laughs> in? No, On the can, when you come to edit this, can you extend it so that lasts for a minute? <laughs> yeah. Tell you what, just pause it there and, and just let the minute of awkward silence. Yeah, good one. Um, so, I don't know, what I might do is I might edit in an enthusiastic, yeah, <laughs> from you. Yeah, love John Cena's rap album. Yeah. Tell me, tell me, tell me, Colin. Yes. Tell me you love John Cena's rap album. I love John Cena's rap album. <laughs> yeah, I've got to edit that in there. It's going to be great. <laughs> I'm going to use um, Photoshop, but the one for the one for sounds rather than pictures. Anyway, swiftly on. <laughs> oh, this... um, CM Punk ends up defeated. Fred and Barney. Barney, for some reason, is Fred's friend after all this, still. It's because he's a good bloke. He is a good bloke. Barney's a decent fella. And then the flooses are chased off by um, Fred and Barney's flooses. Yes. Oh, am I allowed to say that? No. By by the wives. Oh, the, by Fred and Barney's um, wags. Yeah. Well, wah. Yeah, all right. <laughs> what? They're, they're W's. Yes. And... Oh, and Bam Bam is um, kicking ass as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, um, Mark Henry... Gets picked up by Bam Bam, and Bam Bam's whacking him around again. Mm. Bam, Bam, Bam. And guess who gets put into Raw Fish again? That would be um, CM Punk Rock. Yeah, so it's gone full circle. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. And Mr McMagma is... Um, because Fred yeah, leaves another empty promise saying, you know, we're about to quit, and um, we've made all this money, we're definitely quitting now. And Mr. McMahon, McMagma says, you can't quit. So then they say, well, why don't you take, why don't you take the idea from us? I will. And to show you I'm a good sport, I will send you on holiday, all expenses paid, with drinks and gratuities. And, you know, so he does that. And then he says... What about all the money they made from the uh, wrestling event? I suppose they get to keep that as well. Right. But he also says, in 65 million years, I'm going to make this into the best entertainment promotion in the world. Yep. And then in 65 million and two years. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that was good. And then Fred deserves to fail. Yeah, he came out great on this. He did, but he deserves to fail. Yeah, and... Um... They end up in, in Rockapolco. Mm. Wilma's On there the beach. In, a, in a hot bikini. Looking good. Yeah. Pause that section. Yeah. Save that one for the wank bank. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the, uh, what is it? They do an announcement of karaoke. And if you, what is it? If you win the karaoke, you automatically get placed in prehistoric idol. Yes. And so they get so excited. And run into each other and then run off shouting yabba dabba do. Did you know, John, that in <laughs> in Dubai they don't like the Flintstones, but in Abu Dhabi they do? <laughs> God. <laughs> oh, the people of Dubai don't like the Flintstones, 
But the whole thing, Abu Dhabi. <laughs> I wish you could hear that clock ticking in the background. It's just... Oh, man. <laughs> That's only because you're stifling your laughter. <laughs> I'm trying. Desperately. Oh, man alive. So, uh, let us get the stool chart out. I'm giving this a one. This is solid constipation. <laughs> Everything on this. The occasional little pellet came out. <laughs> Everything in so this... So wouldn't it be more of a two? No, no, no. Even with a one, you get a little bit. Right, OK. Otherwise, there's nothing for you to measure on the stool chart. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> um, everything just felt forced. <laughs> like they were just straining to get something <laughs> funny out, but that it just never came, apart from in little drips and drops. Yeah. So It, it is a solid one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I can't really argue with that. To be honest, I was I was going to I was I was going to argue the point that this was, you know, better than the stool chart, but I can't lie. No, yeah, it was terrible. One question I've got as well is: How come the Undertaker doesn't get a special name? Why couldn't it be the Under Rocker or something? Because then he'd be less than Shawn Michaels' tag team. I don't know. That's a fair point. Yeah. No, he's the Undertaker. Why? Are you saying they didn't have Undertakers in prehistoric times? No, that's, that's fair. Okay, I retract that. Yeah. And, just a weird one. No, I won't go there. No, go on. You can edit it out if it's <laughs> wrong, but I want to hear this. Well, it's a bit of a uh, thing about them making reference to it being prehistoric. I have a problem with that. Is it the fact that if um, this is all documented, then it's not prehistoric? It's the fact that they're, they're, they're living it. Yes. How can they be aware of it being prehistory? And um, what is prehistory? It's basically before we existed. That's um, fair, but at the same time, history isn't it just everything that happened? History is the story of everything that happened. Well, you know, you ask Professor Brian Cox, I'm sure he'll <laughs> give you a story about it. The ubiquitous Brian Cox, who that is guy. everywhere. He is de-re-me, that guy. <sighs> Where's my khaki? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so, Colin, we've been doing When Wrestles Act for almost a year. What are we going to do for our... Special one-year episode. Yeah, we'll just cobble some bits together and have a best. Of. Yeah, sounds awesome. <laughs> that'll save. That'll save us a week of recording <laughs> one of these. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll try try and cobble together at least a uh, ten <laughs> ten minutes. Just be a couple of introductions. Have, uh, have include my promo about how Dean can't make tea. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. You say that, John, but you know it's true. Don't drag me into this. Full fat milk into Don't tea. drag me into this, I've told you. Just sort it out amongst yourselves. <laughs> yeah. And when when you two got together, it was all, oh yeah, best friend, crying, probably. Were you? No. Hugging each other, climbing trees. Well, I don't know. A little bit, but <clears throat> you know. 
So we're on the Twitter anyway. Follow us at WWA Podcast. Review us on iTunes. That'll be good. Yeah. Um, make yourself feel nice by doing that. I think it gets us more listeners or something. Follow us on TuneIn Radio as well. Yeah, well, we're on there. And a, a number of ways you can listen to us. And if you're listening to us now, then we don't need to tell you. Well done. That, I've, I've just thought we've plugged these different ways you can listen to this show a number of times. And it's kind of pointless. Because if you've, you've already got it, you've already got it. Well, I mean, it might be someone who just happens to have stumbled across some stupid way of doing it, like iTunes, when you can get it a much better way, like the SoundCloud or something. Right. Do we do SoundCloud? No. Audio boo-boo. Yeah, audio boo, yeah. Okay. I, actually, I actually think that the podcast feed is probably the best way. Mm. But, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Who, and on that, who uses iTunes? I hate it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so send your suggestions for things to review. Um, we're, as I say, we're on Twitter. We're, we also have an email, which is wwapodcast at gmail.com. And we get the occasional suggestions in there. We've had some interesting ones of late. Pacific Blue. Apparently Triple H's in that. I'll have to check that out. And the chaperone. Yeah, well, we've got the chaperone, <laughs> and um, yeah, I've I've been sent a few suggestions, so I'll have to see if I can find them on the YouTube or something. So, yeah, so on that, I will say goodbye, and uh, hopefully, we'll have another year of when wrestlers act, and it'll be even better. Hooray! Bigger and better things. Did you bring the party poppers and the that thing that goes? Now that's just your John Cena music impression. (laughs) In that case, the answer is no. All right. Cheers. Bye.